0: Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and
1: learning how to live a life of love. Today I'm very excited to have a very special guest on my podcast, uh, David Susan. He's a very successful speaker and trainer who's traveled over 300 cities all over the United States, even overseas, as well as speaking to over 70,000 people already in leadership, management, and training. And so it's really great to speak to somebody like him with the caliber of him. So David's also just brought out a new book. So we're going to discuss about this new book. I will hold off on the title of the book because it might surprise some of you. And actually, I love the title. It's so cutting edge and so great. So Welcome, David, to the show. It's uh, really good to have you here.
0: Oren, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate you taking the time and
1: uh, inviting me in. I'm excited to you know, hear all the stuff that you have to say. I know that you have got some great stuff. I've, me and you have sat down and spoken many times, and uh, in the, these discussions, we've uh, really uncovered some real gems, and you've really left some real gems with me, so I'd really like to uh, dig in there today and uh, really get those gems uh, out to the audience today. So I'm really excited.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, uh, David, you know, just for my listeners to kind of get a feel, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? So um, I now I live in Colorado right now. And
0: as you mentioned, I, I speak and train primarily in the areas of sales and professional sales and leadership and personal development, personal performance. And Really, the way I got into this, I started my career working at big companies. I worked at IBM. I worked at a high-growth software company, and uh, I had the opportunity to do a lot of speaking in those roles that I was in, and I was both in a sales, leadership, consulting mm-hmm. roles, and I loved being able to inspire, motivate, and help people really turn the light bulb on. And see things in a different light, a different perspective. And I, over the last number of years, I worked to to move in that direction, so I can really impact more people. And so this is what I do now, and it's it's my passion. I love it, and uh, it's it's really been great.
1: Let me let me ask you just kind of while you're saying all these things, because I can really see that you've got a real passion for this whole thing. If there was anything else in life that you would rather be doing than what you're doing now in teaching? Would there be anything else? Or is this something that you would love to do for the rest of your life?
0: No, I would do this the rest of my life. Um, About 2000, 2001, I was going through a, uh, you know, I'm not gonna call it a midlife crisis, but I was really looking at the work I was doing. I was working at other corporations, big companies, startups, and one day I just sat there and I said, what if I never had to work a day in my life? What would I do, right? If financial means I didn't have to work, and people talk about retiring and traveling and going and doing nothing and i like if i had if i never had to work a day in my life what i would do is speak mm-hmm. and i would be on the platform and i would coach motivate and inspire and that was when the light turned on yeah. and i realized that is my that's my mission that's my passion in life and it took a number of years to move in this direction right leaving mm-hmm. the corporate world to do my own thing and I am now doing what I have a passion for. And and just quick side note, when I was 16 years old, so my dad died when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a little family business, a little printing business. Mm-hmm. And my mom took it over. About four years later, she, I was 16, uh, my mom decided maybe she should learn how to run the business. Mm-hmm. So it was a franchise. She went to California and spent two weeks in what was called new business training or new business owner training. And she invited me to come with her. So for two weeks, when I was 16 years old, I went to California and basically learned how to run a business. And I learned everything about marketing and sales and advertising and inventory and OSHA, I mean, you name it. But I remember sitting there at 16 and we went to a presentation and a gentleman stood up in front of the room and he introduced software that could automate our entire business job costing, invoicing, accounting, I mean, everything. And I remember sitting there as a 16-year-old watching this guy, and I was in awe, not only about the technology, uh-huh. but really that this guy could stand up there and motivate and inspire all these business owners. And there was something that planted a seed in my head at 16 mm-hmm. that said, I want to do that someday. Oh, wow. Now, I got to hear the funny thing, though. I was so introverted. <laughs> I was scared To death to ever be in the spotlight and stand up and speak and so it was kind of a pipe dream to be honest it was something like uh, you know i'd love to do it but there's probably no way i ever could but it planted a seed that i really remember the rest of my life thinking i would love to be able to do that if i ever gained the confidence to be able to do it and now this is what i do
1: wow would you and just listening to that, you know, it just kind of comes to mind that sometimes passion can drive confidence. Once you have the passion for something, the confidence can follow suit because of the passion. The passion, where well, you don't have passion, to stand up in front of hundreds of people or speak in front of them. Right. If you don't have the passion for it, doesn't matter. If you've got confidence, you won't really get anywhere. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Wow.
1: So, yeah, that's a great story because I hear it often from many speakers uh, say the same thing. You know, that... They didn't. They were introvert, and suddenly, boom! You know, uh, because of the passion. So, you, sixteen years old, you you discover this passion for speaking, and so did your mom. Go back and do the company. Then was she successful? Did the speaking help her with the company? Well, so she she <laughs> went back. So she
0: learned. She understood more about the business mm-hmm. because after my dad died, she just kind of dove in and took over. Right. Right uh widow, three kids, et cetera. She went back, ran the business. I would work there summers, help out on the weekends. So I mm-hmm. kinda learned about the business. And I kind of grew up with that entrepreneurial desire. Right. Although when I graduated college I went to work at IBM. So I'd been in these big companies, but I was always being pulled back toward doing my own thing. Right. You know, for her, it wasn't speaking so much. I mean, she wasn't as inspired about the speaker as right. I was. It was really, here's how to run a business. Right. But for me, that was what got me started moving in that direction.
1: That's very cool. Ultimately, you know. Yeah. So you had mentioned that you had gone off to go and work in the corporate world. Right. And uh, kind of from the little bit of discussions that me and you have had, and I'm sure my, you know our listeners will be very interested in this, is that you went off and you started in with IBM was your very first company. Correct. And then there were many others that came afterwards. And I'm ga- gathering bef- when we finally get to this book that a lot of uh, that experience working in that corporate world of what to do, and obviously you saw a lot of things that you shouldn't be doing correct? as well. What are some of the things, uh, some of the companies that you work for, some of the places that you, positions that you've been in in the corporate world? Yeah, so I started my career. So here's the funny thing. I got my degree in engineering.
0: And I realized I really didn't want to be an engineer. I wanted to work with people. So I went to work at IBM. I started in sales, very foreign to me. It was the last type of job that someone who knew me would have ever expected me to do. Didn't fit my personality. I wasn't outgoing. I wasn't extroverted. I wasn't a people person. And I was never a risk taker. But I kind of fell into it. I actually wanted to be a sales engineer. Which was kind of the technical guy behind right. the scenes, and honestly, I couldn't get hired. I was trying to work for Hewlett Packard. I couldn't get hired. IBM was hiring. I got hired, and all of a sudden, I found myself in sales. Right. Uh, and this actually will lead into the book in a little bit. Is I knew nothing, and I was in a natural type of salesperson, which I don't believe there are. I mean, if you look at my success, I've been in the top ten percent or top one percent my whole career. But I studied, I read, I studied, I listened to audiobooks, I looked at what other experts are do. do, And I really also with intuition of, well, what does it really take? And it was more consultative for me, but I had to work at it. I was never a natural, but I just believe in continual improvement, mm-hmm. investing in yourself regularly, continually growing. And that's what happened. So I was IBM uh, a number of years, about 10 years in a sales role uh, went to another high-tech growth company, a company called PTC, Parametric Technology, high-growth company, hundred and eighty-degree mindset, hundred and eighty-degree business from IBM. The way the way they treated the way customers, the way they treated their employees, the way they sold, the way they did it, totally different, but amazing learning experience. Mm. So did that, and and I've had a long career. Eventually, I moved into a, a management role, a sales leadership role with a technology company. And then into consulting companies where I was either doing the consulting, sales consulting or management okay. over the years. So that's really the progression. And and I'll tell you the the way I ended up doing my own business was thinking about our family business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in the back of my mind I said, I just I I wanna work myself out of a job and I wanna do my own thing. Yes. And eventually, I actually had the opportunity, and and to be frank, it wasn't by choice. I went to work for a startup. Uh, It was awesome, Fortune 500 CEO, very successful. He had a startup, and the company lasted six months, and I was out of a job. And it was the dot-com crash, it was um, 9-11, just everything crashed all at once. But I was out of work, and I thought, hey, I'm gonna take my severance, and I'm going to use this opportunity to start doing my own thing. And yes. originally, what happened was I actually started as a headhunter, a, a, a recruiter, an mm-hmm. executive search. And I was building my own national firm. I came to learn after doing that for a few years, I really didn't enjoy it. But what I did enjoy was interviewing. Ah. And over the the few years that I was doing it, I had the opportunity to interview thousands oh, wow probably about 3,000 top performers and managers and executives. And a lot of what I learned and gleaned that I put in the book came from those interviews. Yes. Because these are people who are making very high income, right? Some of these 200 to a $1 million a year. They're in the top 1% in the U.S. And I was absolutely fascinated. How are they so successful? What are they doing? How did they become successful? So, why are they... Why are they top performers? Why are they top salespeople? Why are they top managers? Why are the, the best managers inspiring and motivating and their teams always perform, but these managers, people can't stand to work for them. Mm. And for these salespeople, why are these high, high income earners, when I look at their, maybe their college degree, which wasn't necessarily Ivy League. Right. And I look at their background and I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. How could they be top performers? And that's how it all started, was I was more, I I, I was just curious. Yeah. I'm like, what did they do? And I turned my business into a lab. Wow. And I got to interview thousands of people. And I started to see the secrets of their success. Success in leadership, success in sales, success in performance. Wow. And then ultimately, uh, it ultimately led me to creating the, the book that we'll talk about in a little bit.
1: So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're talking about Obviously, on my podcast right now, um, we are going to come to a conclusion because of time. But those are some good questions that I think uh, we could leave our listeners absolutely for today it is exactly what you said. What, why is there such a variance between, you know, people that have skills and some who don't have skills, yet some who don't have skills succeed and some that do have skills don't succeed and all these people that you interviewed, I'm sure you saw people that, you know, anybody would have probably looked at and gone, wow, this guy is going to blow it out of the water and then they don't. Right, absolutely. You know, what Mm -hmm. makes that Mm. big difference? And so, I think we're going to, I'm excited about hearing what what those are. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph.
0: For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash oren rudolph